Hey JD Tribe and welcome to another episode of the Self-Care Spotlight brought to you by the Journal Deck, a 52 card deck where journal prompts meet oracle cards to bridge inspiration with action to help you live your best life full of self-care and personal growth, which is now available to shop at thejournaldeck.com forward slash shop. I am your host and founder, Alyssa Cousins, and today we have my friend Carly Talbot. Carly is the founder of the Truth and Dare Movement, a podcast, blog, and online community dedicated to female empowerment that encourages women of all ages to live their truth and dare to change. On the side, she works in nonprofit development and fundraising. While this work is interesting, her true passion definitely lies in helping women understand their power and in cultivating and fostering sacred female relationships. And when life got rocky for Carly in 2014, she set out to heal herself. After meditation retreats, multiple workshops, many, many books, and hundreds of pages of journaling, how perfect, she began to understand her own power, the power in her thoughts, and the abilities of both to transform her life. Now she's bringing these lessons to other women through writing, podcasting, and showing up in the world. Aside from her obsession with girl power, Carly is an avid long-distance runner, power to your sister, <laughs> a wannabe vegetarian chef, a passionate traveler, she just got back from traveling, and an ocean lover. So with all of that goodness, I bring you my friend Carly. Oh, that was so lovely. Thank you so much, Alyssa. I am so happy to be here and to... And to talk with you, it's really, really lovely to be here. Yes, I loved being on your your guys' Truth and Dare podcast. You guys, meaning you and Ali, who I also had on my podcast. I loved being on the Truth and Dare movement. I thought it was like, I walked away from that conversation riding high. <laughs> you are not alone. I was like buzzing on life and everyone I talked to that day. I kept saying, oh my God, I just had the, I just had the best conversation this morning and I just feel so good. And it's just such a testament to how much we need each other and how important open and honest communication is, especially with people in our sphere and people that we can relate to. Yeah, I agree. And I literally, I'm reading Rise, Sister Rise. Have you read that one? No, I haven't. Ugh. You would love it. You and Allie would love it. Uh, it. It sounds like everything that I believe in, in just in the title. Yes. So it's Rebecca Campbell. She's the author of Light is the New Black. Uh-huh. And she just, you know, in, I think at the beginning of the year, she came out with Rise, Sister, Rise. And I'm reading it from my book club. And it's, like, all about divine feminine and the rising, basically, of the feminine again and coming back into play. Um, to restore the balance. And that's exactly what she says, you know, and she says that your soul, when it meets another sister, like another soul sister, it knows, like it just knows. And I felt like when you, me and Allie talked, I already knew that me and Allie, like, you know, were like buds, like Insta buds. But after that conversation, it really solidified for me personally. I was like, I get them. Like, I really do. Like, I really 
they feel like people I've known for so much longer. Like I just like, I loved it. Do you know what Mm. I mean? Oh my gosh. It's exact. I totally know what you mean. I felt the exact same way about you. And I think in those moments of just knowing it is a divine intervention because there is a higher power that brings us together and there is that magical spark and Mm -hmm. you know it when you fall in love and you know it when you fall in love with your friends and it's a really beautiful and special thing and I gosh I believe in it wholeheartedly it's like soul recognition right yeah absolutely recognizing your soul in another yeah it, it like I know that some people like that might sound so woo, but it's so true. It's so woo, mm-hmm. but so true. <laughs> Can that be a hashtag? Woo, but uh, true. <laughs> like a t-shirt? Yeah. <laughs> I am uh, always coming up with t-shirt ideas. I need to write them down. That's a really good one, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you just got back from traveling, because you travel, like, all the time, I feel like. So you just posted this picture of this rad plane that looked like you, it was all colored like and lit up inside. Where were you? Where are you coming back from? Okay, yes. I just posted on my Instagram this photo of this rave plane. That's what I'm calling it. I was flying to Amsterdam, and I mean, how fitting. Go figure. Mm-hmm. But... This plane was out of control as soon as we took off. It started with all these bright LED lights, all these different rainbow colors, switching from pinks to blues to yellows. And I'm like, (sighs) I mean, I know I just took a Benadryl to like go to sleep, but am I like crazy right now? This is amazing. And um, anyway, the airline is TUI Fly. They're a Dutch airline, and it was really, really fun. But yeah, I just got back. I did a crazy European extravaganza. I was in Belgium and Amsterdam for a wedding, and then I hopped on a cruise with my fiance's family for 10 days in the Mediterranean, which was really amazing. But I don't know if you've been on a cruise or, yeah, I mean, it's not my ideal way of traveling. It's 10 days is a long time. And it's very fast. You only have so much time once you get off the boat to go see this place and then get back on. And while we saw a lot of amazing stuff, I think I'm very, I'm a slow person. I move slowly and I like to live my life slowly. And so I felt like it wasn't my cup of tea totally, but Mm -hmm. we still had a freaking blast and, um, we were gone for about a month. So it was pretty wild. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I really, I need to go to the beach. My soul is telling me to go to the damn beach. Why don't you come stay with me in Florida and we can go to the beach? (laughs) You're busy planning a wedding. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah, and then, like, getting on a boat, and we're going to talk about that. Yes. But um, it's actually pretty funny. I have to say a side note that you said you, like, move slowly because my whole family tells me I move so slow and that I walk slow. (laughs) 
We really are soulmates because my nickname for for all of my closest friends and everyone that knows me well is the sloth, (laughs) which I wear with a badge of honor, might I add. I never was a slow walker. Like, I remember walking to class like I was on, like, speed. Like, and now I I can never keep up with my boyfriend. Like, hiking, I went hiking in the Laurel Mountains this weekend, and I, like, really tried to keep up with the three other people because I was like, I would be left behind. Like, like I need to walk faster. <laughs> I know. I I totally understand the problem of being slow, but I actually think it's a good thing. And maybe as we change and evolve, so too do, do our walking patterns. I don't know. It's weird because I, I used to be really fast. So there, I, mm-hmm. I and it, I I just remember that very very specifically and as I I've almost gotten I don't know if it's gotten older have I gotten wiser have I just gotten more spiritual I don't know but I've gotten slower in how the pace of my walk and it's it's interesting I don't know why that is that's just a side note maybe there's something to it like you just slow down your whole life to be more present or I don't know I think so. I think all of those things play a role because I, you know, I used to move a lot quicker too, not so much in my personal day to day, but trying to get from point A to point B with work or school. But I just don't see the point of moving so damn fast. Yeah, that says a lot though. (laughs) Yeah. Not normal. I would not call that normal. Literally, I mean, what do they always say, right? It's like hustle, 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 hustle. Mm-hmm. Hustle, hustle, hustle. But I think that in the midst of all the hustling, we lose a lot that falls in between the cracks. And I know this is a self-care spotlight, but I think so much of self-care is in the moments of the slow. Mm-hmm. And when we go too fast – it just gets lost and then all of a sudden we're on the hamster wheel and we're sprinting from every point A to point B all the time and we don't ever take a minute to slow down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, so yeah, of course it has everything to do with self-care. So on that note, I always ask people the simple question, well, simple, not so simple. What does self-care mean to you? Well, lately I have sometimes found the word to be unrealistic. And I don't mean it in the sense that taking care of yourself is not totally real and extremely important. But as one of those words that can sometimes be thrown around so many times that we forget what it even means. Mm -hmm. And it becomes this buzzword, right? And it's like more trendy to say it out loud than it is to actually participate Mm -hmm. in it fully and it's this unicorn of wellness that we strive so hard to reach but maybe we're just reaching for it on Instagram or social media um, without really comprehending it Mm -hmm. but I think if we took a step back from that pressure and that posting and the image and the idea we would realize that self-care is extremely dynamic 
and totally multidimensional. And for me, self-care, self-care is taking the right step or maybe steps depending on the day, I guess, if you're moving faster. But for me, it's, it's one step (laughs) to actively co-create your life and your reality because whether we realize it or not or anybody listening realizes it we are in a full-time threesome (laughs) relationship (laughs) right like and and not the fun and kinky kind although maybe like if you are in one of those more power to you but I just mean we are in a spiritual threesome between ourselves and the universe, or God, or source energy, or spirit, or whatever floats your boat, and our reality. There's three of us that come Mm. to the table, you know? And so, yeah, we have a choice. We have a choice every day to decide what is or what is not going to manifest within our lives. Mm -hmm. And if we don't like what's manifesting at the moment, we have the power to to change that. And I think this place of change and action is where self-care lives. It is the tool. It's the mechanism that we can become active, active participants in our own lives. And we can become active within the threesome that I just mentioned. You know, (laughs) we don't have to sit back and say like, Oh damn, everything sucks. And I, this is not working and I don't know what to do. We can use self care as the vehicle to move from that place of lack to this place of, okay, well I, you know, if I do these things, X, Y, and Z, I feel better and I feel lighter and I feel like things are falling into place and when you feel better like more abundance flows to you a hundred percent and that's because I think that self-care is the bridge it's the bridge between us and the two other members of our three-way relationship in life this is so funny you just said that I'm wondering if on some level you remember that our slogan is the uh, the is the journal deck is the bridge between inspiration and action. That's what we say. <gasps> what I honestly did not know that <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah, it's on the back of the info card. I'm sure I maybe it's subconsciously because I read it. I just I yeah. don't know though. Wow. If, unless you saw it on like Instagram, I guess I haven't. I haven't used it like a ton. It's but it's on the back. It says the bridge between inspiration and action. Well, that is pretty wild. I mean, unless I saw it and I didn't realize it. But <laughs> either way, <laughs> either way. Oh, but it's so true. Yeah, yeah, I love that because I think that you know when me and you and Allie talked even on our and your podcast on Truth and Dare, which guys is an amazing podcast. Like, go listen to it. Um, we talked about that. Like, how do you get from point A to point B when you're not happy with -hmm. your life? Like, how do you, how do you even bridge that space? How do you make shit happen? Which you guys just had a podcast about literally. I think it was called like, isn't that what it was called? Like, how do you make shit happen? Or (laughs) yeah, like how to get shit done. (laughs) Yeah. How to get shit done. Like how, when we talked, it was like, there's people have so many questions about that. Like, I don't know, I have this idea or I'm inspired, but I don't know 
what do I do with it? You know, and I, I love that you said, you know, we're co-creating. Like it's not only on you. And I think that's really comforting to know it's not only you. There is something else at play that you might not fully understand, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And when you begin to accept that and the idea of tapping into that, it takes a lot of pressure off of you having to be perfect. And that's kind of what I meant by the pressure of self-care. I think it can reach this place where we just feel like, okay, well, I have to go for a run, and then I have to have a morning ritual, and then I have to eat this healthy meal. And it's almost a, a stress because we feel like it's all on us. But when we open ourselves up to the possibility that we are not walking alone, it lifts a lot of the stress and things become easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So you do have this podcast that I keep referencing mm-hmm. and you're doing it with your best friend, which is so dynamite. I love it. What is your, I'm just so curious. This is kind of off the cuff. I just thought of this, but what is like your favorite thing that you get to talk about in podcast land? Like what's the, what's the subject that just lights you the hell up the most? I think I feel most drawn to talking about insecurities and pain because we hide the way that we truly feel so often to put on a mask for the rest of the world. And by we, I mean women collectively. There is this universal idea that we have to always have it all together. Mm -hmm. And I fell victim to that for a very, very long time. And I feel like women don't know that everyone else is feeling the same way until they open up. And so being able to encourage that vulnerability between other women is what truly lights up my spirit because I find that it makes people feel less afraid. Mm -hmm. It makes people feel less alone. And it makes people feel supported. And listen, we can do a lot of shit by ourselves. You know, we are capable as hell, but we're not supposed to walk through life alone. Mm -hmm. And harboring pain is unhealthy and we can push it down for as long as we want, but it will come back up. It always does. It's just like the truth. You can never hide the truth for too long and you can't harbor your pain for too long yeah it will come back and it will come back in maybe a different costume like it will have a purple wig on and you'll be like but you look so familiar Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it will come back and so I think just encouraging um talking about our insecurities and our pain Mm -hmm. and our suffering is really important so along those lines, you say in your bio, you know, you say life got rocky in 2014. Mm-hmm. So can you elaborate what you mean by that? Like what was rocky in 2014 that you had to heal from? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I had, I was, I was in Europe another time back in 2013 after I graduated from college and I moved over to Italy to um, teach English 
to non-native speakers. I was had wanderlust and I couldn't even imagine getting a real job, air quotes, real job, because that just was not even on my radar at the time. That just shows you what my personality is like. I remember my parents saying, oh, are you going to apply for a job? So I'm like, are you insane? (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) So I went away and I traveled and I was there with my friends and I was gone for about eight months, probably total. And during that time, I was just lost. I I was partying so much. I was drinking so much. I was doing social drugs because they were around, not in any sense of having a problem, but in the sense of not saying no. Mm-hmm. I was in this relationship with a guy that I had been dating all throughout college who I thought I wanted to be with forever, but who was rejecting me, which made me more insecure, which led me to this spiral of needing him even more. And when I got back from that trip, um, I was just at a major low. I didn't have a job. I had to move back in with my parents I was, I had probably gained, I don't know, 10 pounds, which isn't that big of a deal, but it made me feel pretty bad about myself. My skin had broken out in horrible acne, which I think was just truly a reflection of everything else that was going on in my life. And I was trying so desperately to hold on to this relationship that was truly not serving me, but felt like it was the only thing that gave me any sense of self. I I was finding myself in other people. Mm -hmm. And so it was just a whole year of separating thoughts that led me and would eventually leave all of us, you know, to a place where I became extremely insecure, incredibly burnt out, very disconnected and completely distanced from my true desires and my true purpose. And that's where I was during that time. And you know that from me, you know, I told you, you guys in the podcast that I had a similar experience in the sense of that I was in a relationship and I lost myself. I was looking for myself in another person. I didn't know who Alyssa was without that person we ended up getting up, getting back together and we're really happy, but I totally feel you on that idea of who the fuck am I? Like, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Like, really, what do I want? What are my values? Where the hell am I going? And I think it can get glamorized, that idea of I was in Europe for eight months and it's you know like oh my god and that is good but if it's like escapism Uh uh-huh it's not you're right and it is it can be so glamorized like I just took off and then I did all this stuff and I did all these crazy things and I partied and I met all these people and you're right I did do all of those things but I was masking my own pain And I was masking my own shadows. And because I neglected them for so long, I, they overtook my light. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I just related so much. It, it, even though our stories are so different, I related to the core of it. Mm-hmm. Of I don't know who I am. Like mm-hmm. who it? Who am I? And that you guys are all about truth. Mm-hmm. And I literally always say I'm all about truth. As I said in your podcast with the capital T, I always say it. And so at the core, I just get I get it. And I, I guess I. How did you, um, and even down to the, you moved back in with your parents part. I had to move back in with my parents after we broke off our engagement because I needed to be surrounded by like people that loved me. I didn't know where I was going. I mean, finances, like all of these things all of a sudden were just like, oh my gosh, like, oh yeah, heavy, super heavy and Mm -hmm. So, yes, that's why partly I was like, I really want to talk to Carly, like, one-on-one. Yeah, I mean, I'm so glad you reached out. And as you're talking, I'm just nodding my head and knowing that feeling of being completely back to square one, in a way. Um, mm-hmm. But how did you come you out? And I, yeah, you come out of it. And, you know, as we both know, it's so cheesy, but... When people say you hit rock bottom, and maybe it wasn't rock bottom to everybody, but I don't think there should be a competition to say my challenges are greater than mm-hmm. yours. I think any anybody who is suffering in any capacity um, deserves that right to feel whatever emotions accompany that. And while my story may not sound painful to somebody else's struggle, it was truly painful for me. And The thing is, though, when you have nowhere else to go but up, you start to climb, right? You slowly start to climb. So how did um, that, what did that climb look like? Well, it looked like a few things. The first thing I can remember was I was getting ready one morning in my room and the Oprah Winfrey Network, you know, her channel Mm -hmm. just happened to be on. And, you know, I have to say, I never really actively watched this channel, ever. I believe now that it was divine intervention. I really do. And on on the channel, there was a show, and it was called Young Thought Leaders. And there were three people sitting on a panel, and they were talking to Oprah. And it was Gabrielle Bernstein, Marie Forleo, and Mastin Kip. I still remember. Mm. And I'm sitting there getting ready, and they're just dropping these truth bombs. And I have never heard anything like it before. I mean, mind you, I was like the kind of girl that went to music festivals. And so I considered myself spiritual, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I didn't understand the depth of what that word meant. And the next thing I knew I had a notebook out and I was writing down everything they were saying and I was captivated. And I'm like, Oh my God, I need this. I need to go out and I need to get one of these books. So the first thing I did is I went to Barnes and Noble and I bought the book Spirit Junkie by Gabrielle Bernstein. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I still, re- I recommend this book to anybody who is suffering from some type of addiction, a relationship addiction, a body image addiction, an actual substance addiction, 
because I really believe that that is who the book is made for. And little did I know I was suffering from those problems myself. But I remember reading the book and the book leads you through a series of meditations. And I had done, you know, Shavasana in yoga class, but it was the first time that I had ever actively tried something like meditation. And the very first one I did, I was alone in my room and I had no idea what the fuck I was doing at all, but I just followed exactly what she said in the book. And before I knew it, I just started to cry. And I'm not talking like a few glistening tears. <laughs> I'm talking like hyperventilating, sobbing, crying. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea what was happening to me. And I was a little freaked out, but I also felt so much better. And I knew, I knew in that moment that I was onto something. I'm like, I don't know what this shit is, but I need it. Mm -hmm. I need it really bad. And I understood right then that just because things were broken didn't mean that they couldn't be fixed. And not only that they couldn't be fixed, but that I was going to be the one to fix them. Not my boyfriend, not my friends, not partying or festivals or drinking, but me. And that notion of like Louise Hayes, you can heal your life. Yes, you can heal your life. And gosh, talking about it now, it's like maybe that was my first understanding of self-care in that moment. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Oh, the good, the good meditation cry. Oh, it's really, it, it will change you. Yeah. Those moments will change you. Uh, I got goosebumps when you were talking about it. Like, uh, I just, I know, I know that. Uh, if you've been there if you're listening to this and you're like shaking your head you you know when you've had that moment of that release is so good I mean even if it like hurts because it's like you know something's in there that that is hurting I mean it's such a release Mm -hmm. I remember that so much last summer when I was healing to a sister oh my gosh it was so Uh. needed I literally, I just got goosebumps all over my legs. I get emotional even just talking about it and remembering it. Yeah. Because it's so personal and it's it's still so raw and Mm -hmm. real. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I'm almost like at a a loss of what to say just other than I understand. Like I actually understand. Like I've been there. And, you know, people can, people can get really, you know, scared of meditation and like, they don't understand it. They don't want to be still. They don't want to be quiet. They don't want to chant. They don't want to focus on their breath. They don't want to close their eyes. And I'm like, you know, if you would, there's that slowing down thing, right? If you would Mm -hmm. just let yourself for a moment how much the universe will like literally 
envelope you and like come in like this giant swoosh. Mm-hmm. It will it will hit you, but in the best way possible. It will just fill you up, and you will feel it. Not every time. I don't get that right. Like every no, time, no. But when it happens, usually I'm not expecting it. Hmm. Yes. Gosh, I'm just over here nodding my head. Like yes, yes, yes. And I think that there is a fear, and I probably had it too to surrender to that Mm -hmm. because it takes feeling. It takes feeling the pain and honoring the pain and moving through it, not avoiding it. That's what it does. It's saying, okay, let's do this shit face to face, head on. Yeah. And it's scary and It takes bravery. And every single one of you that's listening that has ever sat on a meditation pillow and tried, you are brave. Yeah. it When it's just you, you're Mm -hmm. right. Like, (laughs) it's you and the universe. That's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. It's like you you were coming, you were coming face to face with such a big force. That is, you're right. That is brave in and of itself that you are willing to face You're willing to face that and you're willing to face your own truth. Yes. And I always say 90% of the battle is just showing up. Mm -hmm. The other things are going to happen. You just have to do it. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's scary. And it's so funny because literally, if you think about it, sitting on a pillow or in your bed or in your room is not scary. We do it all the time. But on a deeper level, on a spiritual level, on a soul-bursting level, it's scary. And, you know, a lot of people are, it's a lot easier to cover it up and move forward because when you start to dredge it up, you don't just leave it there. You have to work through it. Mm -hmm. It's not like you can just pull it out and throw it to the side and be like, okay, I'm good now. Yep. You you know? And so it's a catalyst for more. Mm-hmm. And that's where the bravery comes in. You're saying, like, I'm ready for the battle. Like, your armor is on, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And it's – that's why when people – there's this funny joke that someone made the other day about going into yoga teacher training, and someone was like, are you sure that you want to? Because <laughs> when you go on this – when you start, like, that journey, we'll call it, It's going to open up, as they say, a whole can of worms. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. But the crazy thing about it is that you will cry and you will feel emotions you've never felt, but it's also intoxicating. Mm -hmm. It's like a new drug. I remember being in a meditation once and I was like, oh my God, I am high on myself right now. There is nothing else in me and any feeling I ever felt from taking a drug or getting fucked up, this is so much better than that. Yeah. Natural high, baby. Natural high. Yeah. Okay, so um <clears throat> you're this is there I have no way to transition this other than saying, so you're going to live on a sailboat. <laughs> <laughs> Um, perfect transition. Yeah, perfect, super graceful. Um, okay, 
I mean, how do you transition that, honestly? But you are. And you are going with Allie and her husband and your husband, or will be your husband. Yes. And you're going to live on this big-ass 52-foot sailboat. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what the fuck, basically? Um, It's crazy. Yeah, so... Can you, like, succinctly say how the hell this happened? Well, I would say about, oh, man, what year is it? Maybe maybe a year and a half ago. Let's say that. Allie came to me, and she's like, we're buying a sailboat, and we want you and Mike to come with us. You're the only people that we can do this with. You have to come with us. And at the time, um, so my, my fiancé, Mike, is a boat captain. That's what he does. And he's always had this dream to live on a sailboat. I mean, he's delivered sailing yachts, like, to Barbados. And he's been um, all, Bermuda and all over the place. So I'm like, well, this is one of Mike's dreams. You know, I'm like, sure, fuck it. Let's move on a sailboat. No thought and really no attachment to the idea because it was so far away. And... It didn't really seem real for a long time. And then about a year ago, we were like, okay, well, maybe we should save some money if we want to move on to a sailboat and like quit our jobs. And uh, so we started saving money and it still didn't really feel real. And then they bought the boat. They bought the boat in March. And I know it might, I know that when I tell this to so many people, they think we're insane. They say, what about your careers and what about life and don't you want to have children and how are you going to make it work and how are you going to make money and what about your bills? And all of those are legitimate concerns. But to me, fully living means taking a leap. It means getting out of my comfort zone. It means traveling and seeing new cultures And putting myself in experiences that I wouldn't normally get in my day-to-day life. And I trust so deeply in my connection to spirit that I know that we will be taken care of. And if anything, I believe that my career, quote-unquote, will only be better in whatever form it unfolds, which I think I know which way it's going. But however it unfolds, things change, but I feel like this will only enhance my life. I don't think I'm going to look back and say, damn, I really wish I would have worked my desk job for a couple (laughs) more years. (laughs) And so we're going. We're leaving. We're leaving in December ish and why not why not try mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> why not why the hell not yeah I love it I love uh, it it's, there's really no reason not to that's kind of where I'm you at. guys are you guys are still young you don't have babies mm-hmm. like you don't have a lot of the ties that if someone was in that position, this would be really hard, but you're not. 
Absolutely. And that's why we want to take advantage. And I I am in no way knocking the routine and the life and the children and the stability because I love stability and I, I, I want a little house one day and all of the bells and whistles, but I just don't want it right now. Right. I just don't want it right now. Yeah, I get it. And I, I know that you've talked about this on your podcast and you guys genuinely do have you have a, it's not like you're winging this. I mean, you have a, you have a plan in Mm -hmm. some regards, like you've saved money. You have this idea of how you're going to be able to live because you do need money to live. Absolutely. Um, You know, and so for anyone listening, that's like, are they like winging this? They're not winging it. No, this took a lot of meticulous planning, We've saved money, we've watched our budgets, and additionally, we plan to, we're putting ourselves in a place where we plan to launch some online programs to support us before we go. Allie has the Journey Junkies, so we're thinking about it in terms of being as responsible as we possibly can. We are not, like, jumping onto a boat with no money and no plan. Mm-hmm. And no idea what we're doing. So there has been a lot of meticulous planning. Yeah, it's there's absolutely a difference between being spontaneous and being reckless. Mm. Amen. Yeah, you're not being reckless. Yeah. So put that one in your back pocket if anyone reminds you, Carly, like, be like, um, no, actually, I'm not. I'm being spontaneous. <laughs> I totally will. Thank you for that little <laughs> nugget of wisdom. Yes, because people are so quick to judge when you rock, literally, pun intended, when you rock the boat. <laughs> no, you're right. People get very critical and gossipy. Uh-huh. As, as soon as you try to do something that is outside of their comfort zone or that's against the norm, I mean, you will get pushback every single time. Yes, you will. And it doesn't matter if you're living on a boat or you, Alyssa, are starting a, a journal deck and taking on this incredible entrepreneurial role. I mean, what you're doing is atypical. You don't work a normal job. You don't have that same stability. And you're right. It scares people. But we have what we have to remember in those moments is that it's their own fear. It's displaced on us. It's a reflection of their own shadows and their own issues. Mm-hmm. And it's not personal. And yeah. God, isn't that always the lesson? It is so not personal yeah and if you keep paving the way with your own truth and your own light you're only going to continue to inspire other people to jump on the train mm-hmm. like come on like come to come to this side it's a lot easier and a lot more fun <laughs> absolutely and it truth attracts truth yes it's yeah. the law of the universe yeah yeah okay so journal deck i have to ask Do you have a journaling practice? Oh my gosh. I just have to say, and I'm not just saying this to make you happy. I would be completely lost if it wasn't for my journal. 
my journal is the most one of the most important things in my life and it's so complex and it's so weird because it's just a book that I write in but my feelings about it are so deep because I have to answer this in multiple parts (laughs) first is that I started to realize through that story I told you about breaking through and finding myself that when you enter this relationship with the universe and your life, the threesome, there's only one language that everybody fluently speaks and that is the language of love. And, and when I mean by that is when you're in a place of lack or anger or comparison or self-loathing or whatever, it's extremely difficult to connect to a divine power. Like, you know, when you're in a shit mood and everything is just shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those are not the moments where we are open to this like magical spiritual connection beyond comprehension. But in moments of love and particularly self love, we get this glimpse of the type of relationship that we could potentially have with ourselves and with the universe. Because the truth is, is the universe wants to know what it's like to be in a relationship with us. And through journaling, it allows you to work through the pain and to work through the insecurities and through all the fucking crazy shit that happens inside of my head and probably a lot of other people's heads. I believe we are way too complicated and smart and curious to let all of our thoughts build up inside of us and then we just leave them there. Mm-hmm. It's like, think of all the brilliant ideas and love and, and expression that comes to us unknowingly, but we keep it inside. And we might not even realize it's there until we allow ourselves to journal about it and bring it to life. And I truly, truly believe, and this might sound crazy, but to me, when I bring pen to paper, I'm making a sacred contract between myself and the universe and my life. That is where I write my life contracts. Mm. And It's the place where all three of those things connect. This is where true love lives. It lives on the pages of my journal. And you know, you know, shame and blame and hate and anger live that lives there too. It all lives there. But so does passion and transformation. Because I think if you have the guts to show up and let it out on your journal, then you have self-love. And When you speak in love, you speak the language of the divine, and then you are able to connect in a higher way. And so my journal and all of our journals is the place where we make our own contracts for our lives, and they live within the pages. And you may be hard to see them through all the shit, but I really believe that they're in there. Oh, well said. (laughs) I love my journal. Can you tell? (laughs) I can can feel it, sister. Oh, my. Yes. Yes. Guys, I did not know she was going to say all of that. (laughs) 
it's funny because I didn't, I didn't feel this way about my journal until like two years ago when it's so weird what brought me there, but I was going off birth control. This is like a whole nother topic. And I was trying to balance my hormones naturally and I was going to acupuncture and my acupuncture said, you know what, do you have a journal? And I'm like, yeah, I have a journal, but like, you know, whatever. And she's like, okay, you just need to wake up in the morning and write in your journal every morning before you go to work. It doesn't matter if you just write one word, two words, a paragraph, whatever. Because so much of the healing I was going through was relieving high levels of stress and cortisol. And I was trying to become very neutral in my body. And so, yeah, she's like, just write in your journal. And I'm like, eh, what's that going to do? But I did it because I was, I was following her lead and I was on this journey and I figured, all right, I'll follow my doctor, you know, I'll do what she tells me to do. And I started and I just felt so much better. And I I couldn't believe that I had kept so many things in my head for so long. I, I don't know how I made it all that time without, without letting it out. And that's how it started, really. She prescribed journaling. That's amazing. Yes, but she's an acupuncturist and not a traditional Western doctor, so, you know. But still, I love that. Yeah, and it it transformed my relationship with my journal. And I'm always getting on Allie. She's my podcast host about journaling, and she knows I'm, like, so deep in my journal. And I'm always telling her, like, did you write about it? Did you write about it? And she'll say no, and I'm like, that's why you don't have the answer. Well, you should just be a journal deck ambassador. <laughs> Can I please? Oh, I would be honored. We don't have a program, but maybe we need one in the future. And you're like going to be the first one. <laughs> you totally need one. I, I would love nothing more. I'm going to be an ambassador, an unofficial ambassador starting today. Okay, so I'm going to put that, speaking of, like, notes, I'm going to put that in my notes to have <laughs> an ambassador program, and Carly wants to be the first. I'll help you lead the ambassador program. Except I'm being, like, serious, because it's actually a good idea. No, I'm, like, absolutely serious. hundred. I'll be, like, the ambassador manager. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, Yay! My team that I always wanted my team... Remember I told you? Uh, yeah, I do. Uh, I uh, I would love to be. We, we're going to be. We're already teammates in life, but I think that our teamwork is going to unfold in a lot of different ways. I know. And I'm not going to get into it on the podcast, but we've already talked like slightly like where we could go and I fail you. I, mm-hmm. like I said, you two are like this duo that like, I'm like, I need them in my life in some capacity. And, like, we have something that I don't know. I can't even explain it, really. I, like, ramble when I talk about it. I know. I know. I feel the same way. Are we falling in love? (laughs) (laughs) Sister crush, is that real? Yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. Yeah, I have girl boss crushes, so... Yeah, I have all kinds of girl crushes. It's it's healthy. Yeah. It's good for us. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay, so we transition into rapid fire questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. First thing that comes to mind. <clears throat> okay. 
If you had to describe self-care in one word or feeling, it would be? Move slowly. Makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) In terms of self-care, I could be better at? Oh, um, giving myself a morning routine. Mm. I had that. Mm -hmm. My favorite form of self-care movement or exercise is? My journal and also meditating, both of those. Got it. My self-care secret weapon is? Oh, I would say my journal. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I was going to say it's your journal. Yeah. Definitely. This is a fun one. If I never had to do this again, it would be? Run a marathon. (laughs) (laughs) I've never done that, and I never will. (laughs) I mean, it was really fulfilling, but... I, it was it was painful. Like, I lost a toenail. I, my hips were dead. My knee. I just don't think it's good for your body to run that many miles. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, okay. I will <laughs> never do that. <laughs> okay, so, favorite podcast? Oh, wow. This is hard. I'm going to have to say Rich Roll just because he was my first, and I feel very dedicated to him and his work and the work he's putting out in the world. I mean, I don't love every single episode, but overall his mission is phenomenal. I think that Ali said the same thing, if I'm remembering correct. (laughs) Oh, things that don't surprise me. Yeah. Okay, milk chocolate or dark chocolate? Oh, dark, 100%. Okay. Um, Favorite getaway place? Oh, you know, my favorite place in the world is this island right off the coast of where I live. It's um, Sanibel and Captiva Island in Florida. It's very beautiful. Sanibel and Captiva Island. Yes, Sanibel. I'll send it to you. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, please do. Okay, last one. What is your go-to meditation? Oh, I really like... This is going to sound crazy, but you know the song Shake It Off by Florence and the Machine? Yeah. This might not sound like your typical meditation, but everyone should try this. Play the song and keep your hands, your arms in the air and shake them the entire time she's singing. It's going to make your arms burn, but, or you can, you can stand up while you do it, but it is so releasing and rejuvenating. It, it makes me cry. It makes me laugh. And it, I just love it so much. I, I love it. You got to try it. I love that answer because it's not what you think of when you think of meditation. Yeah. And, you know, meditation doesn't have to be yes. a mantra on your mat. I hate that. Meditation is anything. It's anything that that brings you to that place of peace and healing and connection to the divine. Yeah. And sometimes I just need to dance to Florence and the Machine to find yeah. that. I tell people that all the time. I mean, I teach a meditation class, and yes, we do chanting, and yes, we do breath work and all those things, but I always am like, be aware, guys. Meditation is what brings you really presence. Mm-hmm. Like, that's mm-hmm. it. That's meditation. Yeah. That's why yoga is moving meditation. That's why you being really, really present, you know, when you're in your journal as a form of, like, meditating. Mm-hmm. 
like expand your mind into what meditation can be. Yes. And in that way, you relieve the pressure. And that's what we started this whole podcast about. (laughs) You take away the pressure that you have to fit into a certain box of self-care because there is no right answer. Everybody has a different definition and it's time to start accepting that and to meet ourselves where we are and not where we wish we were. And with that, that is literally the perfect chanting. Please tell <laughs> listeners, where can they find you and your podcast? Okay, you can find me um, at truthanddaremovement.com. We are also on Instagram at truthanddaremovement. And my personal Instagram page is carlbot, like Carly Robot, Carly Talbot, but <laughs> carlbot. And yeah, check us out. He- head over to our website. Um, you can sign up for newsletters if you're into what we're doing. And we'd be happy to have anybody as part of our crew. Yes. And you, they release um, podcasts every Wednesday. Yes, we're out every Wednesday. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and really anywhere that you can hear podcasts. So look for us on Wednesdays. Yes, it's a great podcast, guys. Go listen to it. I love hearing them talk. There's like, it's really like you're just talking and listening to a group of, you know, women, just like, like you're best friends with them. Like you're hearing everything they're talking about. No holds bar. I mean, if you're down with, like, swearing and just real truth-talking, Yeah, you hopefully you don't get offended easily because we're pretty raw and real, but... That's why I love you guys. It's why. It's important. It's important. Yeah, even on this podcast, like, I'm not going to, like, shy away from, you know, swearing or talking about things that might make people uncomfortable. I mean, it, it is, it's real life, and it is what it is. Totally. What you're doing is so important, Alyssa, and I'm so happy to be your friend and to be a part of the Journal Deck movement with you. Yes, I agree. I full-heartedly agree. I am so blessed that I, I feel like I met you through Allie and that I even met Allie through Instagram. Um, thank you so much for being on here, babe. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Okay, guys, so... That is a wrap. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Self-Care Spotlight brought to you by The Journal Deck, which you can shop for at thejournaldeck.com forward slash shop. And be sure to join us over at our awesome private Facebook group, Journals and Journeys, where we keep the conversation going, I host challenges, and we connect with like-minded souls. Until next time, I'm Melissa Cousins signing off for The Journal Deck. Music by Lee Rosevere.